0: This is Rangercast, episode 25, an interview with Koichi Sakamoto. Hey, it's Tyler, and you heard me right. We got Koichi Sakamoto to sit down with us for an interview. For Power Rangers fans, Sakamoto-san needs no introduction. He worked on the show from Mighty Morphin all the way through RPM, starting as a second unit director and stunt coordinator, and rising to the level of executive producer and the production's liaison with Toy. Since leaving the show, he's transitioned to working in Japan, where he's directed movies and television shows for Toy and Superaya, most notably Comrade for Rider Forze, Juden Sentai Kyoruja, and Ultraman Trigger New Generation Tiga. Now some housekeeping first. I know there are going to be a lot of people listening who don't normally listen to RageCast, please be sure to look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. In fact, if you're looking for the video of this interview, YouTube is where it's at. So just go on there, search RangerCast, and you'll find us. Now, I interviewed Sakamoto-san in mid-December at Anime NJ, a convention hosted by Media Blasters. He was there for the North American premiere of Ninja vs. Shark, which is now available from retailers or through Media Blasters' website. Now, On a personal note, this is an interview that I've had on my wish list for a long time, and I'm really glad that I was able to make it happen. And thanks to their CEO, Media Blasters, John Cirabella, for his help in making this all possible. Now, without further ado, on to the interview, and I wish you all a happy and safe New Year's holiday. Yeah, so thank you so much for sitting down with us. Sure. Um, First off, how, how have you enjoyed the convention?
1: I had a great time. I had a great time, yes. It's my first time almost being in a convention for the last 20-something years. So body had a great time meeting people and great atmosphere and good energy and everything.
0: Yeah, I think the last time I saw you in a convention was Power Morphicon back in yeah. 2007. Yeah, way uh-huh. back. Way back, way back, yes. So Ninja vs. Shark, congratulations on the movie. Thank you very much, thank you. What was the most fun part of getting to shoot that Ah, because
1: there's no limitation, because the producer asked me to do whatever you we like. I mean, the fun part was that, you know, we get to do a lot of uh, like a gushing block shooting now and all the stuff, And because a lot of times that, time said, you know, they don't allow us to do it anymore. But at this time the producer said, let's do more, do more. So I had a really good time doing it.
0: And you were out there like in the real water, no tanks or anything, right? No, not at typhoon. all. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a typhoon time. It's a typhoon season, so we really had a hard time shooting it. but there was a big challenge. But they came out really good, so all the actors had a lot of
0: efforts and stuff,
1: and yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. good. So somebody pointed out the other day, you have a really distinct style of shooting. How would you describe your style? My
1: style? Because I don't really realize, you know, I might have, have a distinct style, but a lot of people told me that. Uh, because I guess I use certain uh, lenses for angles, like a uh, long lens for a certain cool shots, and a wide lens for certain dynamic shots. And also that maybe uh, I have tendency to do that of a uh, uh, guy flying across the room and hit the box, hit the ground and stuff. And, uh, you know, cause I got a lot of inspired from uh, Hong Kong films or like a lot of uh, you know, cool action sequences and stuff. So,
0: so. Um, talk about how, like, a, do you kind of approach your shows with kind of fan's eye or anything like that?
1: Yeah, because, uh, uh, I myself is a big fan of Tokusatsu shows because I, you know, I was born in 1970, mm-hmm. so I watched a lot of, growing up watching a lot of Ultraman, Kamen Rider, Super Sentai for other, you know, other Kikaiden, and a lot of different Tokusatsu was, you know, there on the TV series. So that uh, I'm a big fan, still I'm a big fan. So that whenever I shoot Ultraman, I enjoy shooting as a filmmaker, but also I enjoy as a fan too. So I'm getting both
0: same time. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think gave kyoryu such staying power? Because you one shot Dinosaur Force Brave, all uh-huh. that, everybody still loves it to this day.
1: Yeah, uh Kyo-ryu-ju was amazing. It's like, uh, you know, uh, because that what we did was that uh, uh we want to make sure that that's very, very much Super Sentai, which is when uh, I mean, we, we have to make sure we have a henshin sequence, also, after the henshin, we have a nanori, which is uh, the you know, out sequences. Mm-hmm. We don't really want cut, to cut out those sequences. Sometimes uh, you know, some sentai shows, they cut out those sequences because they want to move to a storyline. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that those sequences uh, exist and also that every time that you know, shows up. Because like, back in uh, when the Super Sentai started out, uh, those sequences are one that kids imitate all the time. So we want to make sure that uh, kyoruja is something where the kids watch it, they want to imitate it. Right. So, um, purposely, we want to cut out those sequences.
0: Yeah, it did have a lot of uh, roll call sequences. What, what were your favorite memories of, of shooting on Kyoto jo
1: uh, you know, it was a great cast, because the uh, cast is a good atmosphere. They get on so well, Then I had a great time. It's like family, you know, we have a lot of different... I mean, they're funny guys too, so that we had a lot of laugh and fun time together. And mm-hmm. uh, we spent a you know, whole year together, so it's like, like, a, like one nice family.
0: What is that process like, you know, from beginning to end, like shooting Sentai? Mm-hmm. Like, how long does like it's fifty episodes plus specials, all that? Yeah, that take up like all the whole year?
1: It's more than a whole year. It's about the thirteen fourteen months because mm-hmm. the fifty episode almost fifty episode is the movies and V cinema and all that stuff. So that uh, takes about the fourteen thirteen to fourteen months.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you're mm-hmm. the lead director on something like Kyoto J or a. Uh, what kind of responsibilities do you have? What kind of input do you have
1: into the creative? It's uh, uh, at the very beginning. I sit down with producers, and writers, and also the sometimes toy company to make sure that uh, this is how we want to approach for new seasons. Because of uh, the toy company suggests a certain you know new new way of introducing toys and also how we're going to use it. Also the producers say that this is a concept we want to make. Let's say the Kyorugi is a dinosaur, concept. Mm-hmm. So how would you want to combine dinosaurs with this? I think. Samba rhythm, you know, the music mm. and all the stuff. And also the lighter wanted to do uh, the super Sentai, which is super tough. You know, no one can beat him. Because uh, before, to become Sentai and kyoru you have to beat the, uh, the Megazord first. Mm. Then become the, uh, that's the proof of becoming the mm. So that So uh, even though they throw for itself, they're very strong. So that uh, that kind of concept stuff, we all sit down talk together, then uh, that we decided you know how we're gonna do it. Then uh, I had to do the first four episodes to establish the relationship between the characters, so that uh, you know had a lot of uh, influence and had a lot of say to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when you work in Power Rangers, they grouped mm-hmm. you in kind of late in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what like what was the most interesting uh, kind of gift that Bandai gave you in terms of? a gimmick that you could use, like for example the jungle master mode uh-huh. allowed you to do a lot more wire work in, uh-huh. that in the later half of the yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. what was the most interesting um, Tool that the footage gave you when you were trying to put together sequences for Power Rangers? Well, for the, uh, for, uh, for, as far as for toy companies? Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of like the things that, that were, like the power ups and what yeah. have you, the, okay. uh, what was the most interesting thing for you to be able to work
1: with? Well, for the Power Rangers, what we had the batterizers. We mm-hmm. started the Power Rangers in space, because that's something, that, something they, they don't have in a in, uh, super synthesis that's the only thing we have. I mean, we had the, in the power engine, had a batterizer and also motorcycles, because a lot of times those, those two, they don't have it in Japan. Mm-hmm. So that uh, had a lot of total creative, creative control that we you know what we want to do, and also that we want to make sure that those sequences come out really well, so that we take our time, which is the two days of shooting sequences and stuff, and three days of shooting sequences. So that uh, motorcycle action, and also the batterizer sequences, those are the ones that we really had a great time.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you, you talked a bit about the different kind of work ethic in New Zealand, but you also had local stunt mm-hmm. people in addition to the people from Alpha yeah. and AAC. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about trying to get some of those people trained up in the way uh, the Kabuki influence yeah. style of movement on Power Rangers. Yeah. So what we do is before the
1: production starts, we have a training session with the stunt team and also the uh, uh, actors. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, we train with the actor for a couple hours. In the afternoon, we have a sun team training. Our Japanese sun team, New Zealand sun team, we train together, mm-hmm. so that uh, New Zealand sun team knows exactly what we want. You know, also we, we can you know imitate the movement, so they try to get the same rhythm. Uh, so we work together really well. So that it's, the key is that we can practice together, then also we get to know each other, mm-hmm. become great friends, so that we can work together really well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of guys in New Zealand, they're very keen to learn new style, so you've helped out really well too.
0: Yeah. Now, back in the day, the show would, of course, hire mm-hmm. people who actors who mm-hmm. were experienced martial arts, mm-hmm. gymnasts, what have you. That was less the case later. Were there any actors who, like, you know, weren't like obviously trained in mm-hmm. martial arts who surprised you with what they were able to pull off?
1: Yeah, because uh, uh, during the training sessions, because even though some guys that doesn't have martial arts background, they're very talented athlete. You know, because mm-hmm. they, uh, uh, they have natural talent for it. So they, we trained for two weeks. Every day, pretty much straight before the production starts. But uh, a lot of guys can catch up, you know, the techniques and those tricks and stuff like that. And they put the acting into it, so it makes it really believable, you know. So that uh, I was amazed for certain guys too. So, mm. was there anybody in particular who really impressed you? Uh, you know, the guy from Minjastone Uh He was very, very talented. He's got the very good, you know, physique and athletic bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very energetic. So that uh, everything we teach, he can just do it on the spot. You know, it's like, you know, I, oh, I never tried this before, but try it, try it. He tried it once, he done it, he nailed it. So it's very amazing,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. And we heard this story uh, the other day uh-huh. about uh, Jason Frank uh-huh. and, and Johnny in the woods. Uh, what, what are your memories of working with Jason Frank?
1: Well, Jason is always energy, energetic guy because every time we come up to the set, he says, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. He suggested, he said, I want to do it this way. Koichi, said, let me do this, let me do this. So, that, uh, you know, it's fun. It's always fun working with him. Because he uh, come up with great ideas and he come up with ideas and, uh, you know, so, you know, we shot so many fight scenes together. So it was, it was really fun working with Mighty in Time or the Z or the Turbo. Mm. Then when he come back for the Diamond Thunder, you know, we thought that it would be older so that he's more the mature now. But when he come down to the fight sequence, same same Jason France. He's like, okay, let's do this, let's do this but uh he you know it's never changed and we needed a good great, great time Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you talked about like the the differences in like what they call things in Japan mm-hmm. you know, when you know you were filming there mm-hmm. was there anything else that you kind of had to adjust to when you started shooting on Sentai Kamen Rider Ultraman
1: uh yeah and also the uh because of the uh, uh in the US uh, there's like certain jobs for uh, certain people so let mm-hmm. say that uh uh you know the, the first ad or second ad you know they do nothing but you know command and moving people around and stuff like that they don't do push the camera uh, diary or they don't mm-hmm. do any you know, sort of things but in Japan assistant directors not just in the command scenes but uh, they do push the diary, camera diary mm-hmm. also they do the slate for the cameras so they are different jobs so I was very confusing first but now I got used to you know both sides yeah what in your mind makes a good fight scene? Uh, good fight scene is because, you know, how well it's choreographed and also rhythm-wise because uh, I like to see the uh, fight scene with a different kind of rhythm so that you don't get bold. If it's the same, go- same rhythm over and over, boom, 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 you get the bold. So that uh, I like to choreograph the fight scene with a different kind of rhythm. But then also the angle, you know, you have to pick and choose the angle because I want to make sure that uh, certain techniques you can see what's going on. Because some, some fight scenes, you can't really tell what's going on. So that, you know, I mean, one thing that to hide the skill of the actors but I like to see that, uh, what's going on uh, camera-wise, so I mm-hmm. make sure that in the camera angle shows that what's, uh, how the fighting is going.
0: Mm-hmm. The people at TOEI, of course, were familiar with your work before mm-hmm. you started actually working for them, but did you encounter any resistance to bringing the kind of style you shoot things to Japan?
1: Oh, not, not, not really resistance, because, uh, because I was working with TOEI prior to that as a producer, because I was a producer for Power mm-hmm. Rangers, I was working with a producer on the Japanese side. As a producer, you know, uh, we work together. But that was first time working as a director for Toei. Uh, they didn't have resistance, but they just said that, you know, uh, you know, we wanna we hire you because we want to make sure we want to do that, like what you do in the power engines, like a motorcycle action with the wire Legs and all mm-hmm. the stuff. So they actually they're really helping me to bring my stuff to the Toei side. And mm-hmm. that actually really, you know, was you know great change, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. When everything happened when power rangers wrapped up mm-hmm. when rpm wrapped up mm-hmm. was there any doubt that going to japan was going to be your next step uh because i thought that i'm just going to go to
1: japan to do the ultraman movie and come back but uh, i instead of you know coming back i keep getting offered from Japanese companies I end up staying in japan from 2009 on to even right now so, so that uh, it was interesting in you know, a change because I never thought that it's going to go back to Japan you know, walk walk over there, mm-hmm.
0: you know. But your home base has still been the U.S. in all yes. that time, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, talk about the, like, what's that stress like commuting basically to Japan for however long to work on this and, you know, having to only be able to go back home every mm-hmm. so often?
1: Well, the thing is that, you know, the one thing is, in you know, good that I walk in all the time. But on the other hand, I don't get to see my family too much. Because my daughter lives in New York. My son and wife lives in LA. So I only get to see them once in a while. Because, like, maybe my wife and the son, they come visit me every year, every summertime. But uh, my daughter, she walks here in New York. So that we, our schedule doesn't match up too well. Mm-hmm. So that I don't get to see her for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So that's something downside of that, you know. Yeah, that has to. Do you
0: try to like stay connected through phone and all
1: that? Yeah, uh, we have you know Skype and yeah. stuff like that. So we do have a, a phone connection or you know like a, a, a FaceTime kind of deal. So that otherwise you don't know, forget how we look at each other and stuff.
0: And I know the border situation was weird during COVID too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that time was very very tough because it's like you know we're almost like more than half,
0: three years so we didn't get to see each other. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, some fans have. I asked around you know, before this interview mm-hmm. what people wanted to know, and um, kind of going back to RPM, uh-huh. uh, I think you might be able to see where this question is going. Uh-huh. There was a mid-season change, and there's been a lot of rumors as to what led to that. And is there anything that you're able to tell me about what happened? What well, mid-season change is? Which... Eddie Gonzalez, hmm? the executive producer's uh, dismissal.
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Well, no, it's uh, uh, it's just uh, uh, I guess that it, uh, um, what do you call, uh, I guess that, uh, <laughs> uh, how would you say, uh, I guess difference of opinion, I guess, you know, like uh, uh, creative differences, yeah, creative differences, I think. Then, uh, I mean, we do have uh, different producers over, you know, mm-hmm. here and there and stuff like that, so that, you know, uh, you know, Disney wanted to do certain things and produce all the certain things, and uh, sometimes, it, you know, the idea matches, or sometimes it doesn't have the same ideas and stuff, and so that, so that uh, people go on and off, so.
0: Yeah, like the rumors that were in the community were things like budget, what had, or budget or, or delays, mm-hmm. or what have you, so it just created differences?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not that's negative, it's <laughs> not, you know, we have all relationship all the time, so.
0: It all sounded so dramatic when people were spreading yeah, rumors. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's not that, uh, it's not that, <laughs> sorry. <Yeah. laughs> no, 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 that's actually, that's actually very clarifying. <laughs> um, so uh, there have been a lot of people who've cycled through Power Rangers and uh-huh. Tokusatsu, uh-huh. young uh-huh. actors who, especially in the Japanese side, have uh-huh. gone on to do great things. Uh-huh. Uh, who are alumni of whom you're most proud well, because of, uh, you know,
1: because I still get contact with uh, Fukushi Sota from Foze because mm-hmm. after he finished Foza, he's a huge star now in Japan. And uh, but we still, you know, keep, keep a friend and we keep contact and stuff. So mm. that, I mean, everybody, you know, Fukushi, Sota, like that, Suga Masaki from Camera W, mm. you know, yeah. everybody, you know. So I'm just so proud because these guys, just, they're like my students, you know, we spent together for many years, I mean, whole year. And they graduated from Tokusatsu shows to go to different, the you know, primetime you know, TV series, or big movies and stuff. And they've become huge, you know, a star. So I'm very,
0: very proud. Mm-hmm. What is the dream project that you like to work on? Despite the fact you've already worked on all these iconic franchises, <laughs> what's something that you know maybe got away or something yeah. you like to do someday?
1: Well, dream project will be uh, something that I can create from scratch. You know, Super Sentai, Ultraman, coming out—all those are great shows. But uh, I just want to do something that I can create from scratch. From you know, from uh, from just from you know, especially for like in Japan. Uh, those talks shows quite big, so there's not really other room for other shows. But uh, maybe there's some other room for the uh, other countries. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say for Asia, for North America, for European countries. I want to do some. I'm to develop something that uh, which is totally new, and uh, I just want to uh, present out to the other countries' kids. Stuff, so.
0: mm-hmm. Now, one of your uh, successors uh, has said that the reason that we don't see many like practical effects on Power Rangers mm-hmm. is because there's like. Not the time or the like permits, Mm. uh, you know, if you for example, if pyro goes off wrong, you got to set it again, all that. Do you think that uh, practical effects are in any way endangered because of the pressures on time and money? No, it's uh, uh, depends on uh, the permit, is one thing because a lot of
1: places Mm. they don't allow to do a lot of uh, uh, practical pyro effect, like sparks, you know, the explosion and stuff. I mean, sparks you can still get away a lot of places. I mean, there's a lot of places you can still do the sparks but the explosion itself is very, very limited. Exactly, yeah. So sort of warehouse or lot quarry, those are the only places we can do explosions. And uh, of course, it takes time. So that, uh, but the thing is, I'm coming from that stunt background, so that I do like the practical effect. I mean, of course, CG effects are great, but you get a little bit difference of look and also the effect to it. So I use both. You know, as long as I can use the, uh, the you know, pilot effect explosions and sparks effect, I try to do as much as I can. So that, uh, as you notice, that when you look at my shows, end up being almost the same warehouse over and over. Just because that warehouse itself, I can do the big pile effect and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I love doing the practical effect.
0: mm mm-hmm. I remember back in that first Power Morph kind, of, I believe it was TJ Rotolo who uh-huh. said that you were doing more setups per day than yes. anybody else in LA. <laughs> what, what enabled that, you know, breakneck pace?
1: Uh, it's just because uh, I don't really, um, you know, uh, uh, I know exactly what I want. So that, let's say I don't have the time where I have to think about it what I'm going to do next on the set. Because I prepare a shot lesson beforehand. I can do, let's do this, let's do this, let's move on to this. I'm doing it, I have a stunt team working with me to prepare for next shot. So that it's not like one shot, okay let's do the next shot, let's do this, what about this, what about that? We don't have that time for that. So I just do the shot but while I'm doing it, let's say I'm shooting that ranger's fight. My stunt team is practicing next blue ranger fight. So after we finish that ranger fight, the blue ranger fight moves in with the we do blue ranger fight. So that we have this great team are going. So that's how you know I can shoot out a lot of sequences in the short time.
0: Mm-hmm. So after Ninja versus Shark, what's your next a uh, big movie project, or is there any in the pipeline? Well, there's a talk, a, lot, a, a few talks are going on right now, and
1: uh, I mean, it it's, it's hasn't been announced yet, so I can't really tell, but uh, mm. of course, uh, uh, one of the, the goals is uh, to make a sequel for Ninja Virtual Shark, because the Ninja Virtual Shark had a great reaction in Japan. Also now, that you know, after we saw a premiere last night, everybody liked it. So hopefully that's gonna be a great reaction for North American release, you know, so maybe, you know, in the future, Asian release and all the stuff, so. We can make it a sequel for that movie,
0: maybe. And I forgot to mention, I noticed like some elements that I kind of recognize from Noboru Iguchi in terms of the level of the <laughs> style. Of the
1: yes, 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 yes. So that uh, I mean, the, you know, not so much of uh, uh, Noboru Iguchi movies, but I uh, was influenced from the uh, Long Wolf or the Cove or the Zatoichi movies because those movies back in the seventies, you see that actually that you know, like a, you know, you cut off the people's head or arms or legs and stuff like that, and spread it out broad and. Stuff, so I was influenced from that back in the 70s. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you say are your other influences besides you know Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, all that? Like, what do you go home go and watch?
1: Well, as far as uh the ninja movie goes, I like the Japanese ninja movie in the 80s, uh, the movie called Iga Ninpocho or the Makai Tensho. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, uh, I think the English title, I forgot the English title of it, but, but uh. Sanada Hiroki is in those movies too, mm. so that I grew up watching his movies. And those movies are really good as far as the atmosphere, it's very dark, and also there's some sort of like a, like a it's almost like a horror taste to it. So that I like those ninja movies. So whenever I do uh, like a ninja films or samurai movies, I get
0: influence from those films, yes. Yeah. Um, Alright, do you have any uh, message for fans?
1: Uh, yes. Um, thank you for watching all our shows, and uh, I hope that you know, you know, I, I can keep making, you know, make you guys happy, or uh, you know, just uh, have fun together. And uh, yeah, I would like to have a uh, uh, show up again for this commission like this, and uh, and uh, meet you guys in person. Yes.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like, we just heard, find us at RangerCast.net or look us up in your favorite podcast app. Reach out to us on Twitter or leave a voicemail on our website. The opening theme is by Daniel Park. The ending theme is by me. RangerCast is distributed to under Creative Commons license. Attribute and share alike.